What's up, Military Millionaires? I'm your host today, David Perret, and I'm here with Paul Makowitz, who is a digital marketing, uh, I guess, expert would be probably the best word there. He's an entrepreneur, Army veteran, who's built a pretty cool digital marketing uh, platform. Uh, and we were talking about the dashboard beforehand, and it's actually right in line with kind of what I was looking to do with some stuff. So uh, really cool to be able to bring on somebody who's not necessarily the the real estate side of things and more the business side of things, because I am enjoying those conversations and digital marketing. I think is something that uh, no matter what you're doing in this world, right? It is so important to have a digital presence and digital reviews and digital like content and, and everything else. And I think that's honestly uh, probably more important in a lot of aspects for business than almost anything else. Because if you're not in front of your end user, then your, your business is going to really struggle. So uh, anyway, uh, Paul, thanks for joining us today, brother. Welcome to the Military Millionaire Podcast, where we teach service members, veterans, and their families how to build wealth through personal finance, entrepreneurship, and real estate investing. I'm your host, David Perret, and together with my co-host, Alex Felice, we're here to be your no BS guides along the most important mission you'll ever embark on, your finances. Vehicle 1, you're cleared to depart friendly lines. Roger. Vic One, Oscar Mike. What's up, guys? Today, I want to give you a quick shout out from our sponsor, me, and the No BS Guide to Military Life. So I just wanted to touch on this real quick because I don't mention this book enough, uh, and I'm not necessarily trying to sell it to you. You can go download the book for free on my website. There'll be a pop-up that shows up and says, hey, join our email list. You can get the book for free, PDF, boom. Uh, you can also order the hard copy. I'm a fan of how the hardcover came out. I think it came out really nice in the soft cover. But this book was written for anybody, uh, military veteran alike, who wants to learn about how to build wealth using military benefits and uh, military uh, just opportunities to your advantage. But I will say that it was definitely written with the idea of somebody who is just joining the military. And it kind of goes chronologically through what I think would most benefit you learning at an early age, like your thrift savings plan all the way up through VA loan, building wealth with real estate, and then personal finance, entrepreneurship, uh, personal development, growth, the journaling, goals, uh, and transitioning out of the military, right? This was everything I learned while I was deciding whether to stay in, go reserves, get out. Uh, I went reserves. And so this book is uh, written with you in mind. It's not a sales push. It's an actual like 250, 260 page book that is here to help you as a service member veteran learn how to build wealth. So go check it out. You can download it for free or go to Amazon or go to familiaritymillionaire.com slash book. I hope it helps. Let me know. Yeah, man. Super pumped to be here. Yeah. So uh, why don't you give a little bit of background as far as like how you got into the marketing sphere? Yeah, I've got a, I've got one of those awesome, just crazy meandering career stories. So basically, I did my time in the army. I did my three years, got out and uh, moved to Atlanta, uh, mostly because I'm originally from Buffalo, New York, and the last thing I want to do is go back up to the Northeast and and deal with cold weather and and all that. So when I went to Atlanta, uh, I had picked up golf a lot when I was in the military. My my. Uh, my sergeant was, uh, he was a big golfer and, and we both ended up on, uh, you know, some, some broke Dick PT because of, uh, some surgery that we had right around the same time. And so, uh, we were playing a lot of speed golf. So we'd all line up, we, we take our balls, you grab three clubs, you know, your, your three wood, your seven iron and a putter, you all ripped your drives. And it wasn't how many strokes took you to get in. It was how fast you played. And so, uh, amazing PT absolutely loved it. Uh, realized I was, I was, quite skilled. Like I'd always played around a little bit. Um, so I got to Atlanta and I became a golf pro and I did that for about two years. It was great. It was best job in the world. I just, you know, couldn't make any money doing it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, unless, unless you're playing on Sundays, you know, it's a, it's a tough profession. So I was given lessons, you know, running junior camps, teaching old ladies how to, how to putt, you know, fun stuff like that. And it was great. But eventually I got back into the business world. I worked with Dick Sporting Goods uh, for a long time. Uh, so I was in the retail side. And uh, after that, uh, I was playing golf with a guy. That's a, it's a common theme with, with my career is playing golf with a yeah. guy. And uh, he was opening up a new business, which was indoor golf simulators, driving range, bar, restaurant, kind of like this big entertainment center. And you need someone with some business experience to, to run it. So he brought me in. And uh, it was great. It was my first kind of like step into entrepreneurship here. Uh, 
figuring out digital marketing, you know, how do you fill a bar? How do you get people to, you know, join your golf leagues? Uh, how do you, you know, what, what type of things can you do to differentiate yourself from all these other locations and, and build a business that way? And, and we were very successful. You know, we, we nearly doubled the size of his business in about a year. Wow. So, and it was all through, you know, digital marketing efforts and, you know, streamlining some areas of the business. And, uh, and I really, I loved it. Um, that, that's what my, my education was in, was in, uh, entrepreneurship, organizational management and marketing management. So I, I actually was getting to utilize some of those things, getting out of the retail side. Uh, did that for a few years. And uh, that was back when I moved to New York and uh, decided, you know, I'm done with this cold. I was ready to do something for myself. So uh, I, I loaded up and moved to New Mexico and uh, I was playing golf match up with this guy. <laughs> he, uh, he had this idea for a scooter rental company. And I was like, yeah, man, that's a great idea. So I, I invested some money. We bought a, you know, bought about 25 scooters and I opened five locations throughout New Mexico and I would show up a uh, little pop-up tent, throw, throw my scooters out there, you know? And so, uh, at that time I was getting these like 50 CC scooters. So a little bit more like Vespa size, not quite, um, not like the little, uh, you know, bird scooters or, yeah. So a little bit more, more robust, but the reason that New Mexico was perfect for it is because the scooter laws, there are very lax. So, you know, I could rent them to just about anybody buy a scooter for you know 450 bucks, rent it out for 80 bucks a day. You know, I was, I was making profit in, in two weeks. So wow. a really cool business model. Um, and I did that for, a, for a while, but, uh, you know, it was kind of, uh, well, I like to think of those are kind of like my dark days. Like I was off there just doing it by myself, just hustling, figuring it out. Um, and I would always wanted to live in New York City. Um, growing up in Buffalo, you know, that's that's kind of the, the city to us, that in Toronto. So um, I got a job opportunity to go and, and work with a digital marketing startup uh, in New York. And I was, I was probably like 15 to 20, somewhere in there, as far as hires in the office. And uh, a year and a half later, you know, we had over 200 people in that office and, you know, an explosion uh, of a company. It's, it was called Main Street Hub. And uh, what they did was reputation management and social media management for small brick and mortar businesses. So, uh, in that, I was the golf guy. You know, I, I had all these golf courses <laughs> that I was managing their repu online reputation. So there's a theme here. Yes, there's definitely a theme here. So if anybody, uh, it's one of the nice parts. So, I mean, I incorporate that into what we do now. You know, I just had a client hit his one year anniversary. I sent him a sleeve of golf balls and a gift card to uh, the Los Angeles uh, local courses. And, you know, That's it cool. gives me a reason to go out and hang out with them and play some golf and, you know, Finding those aspects and those those passions to incorporate into your into your um, entrepreneurial journal journey, I think, is real important. Yeah. Uh, so getting to New York, um, uh, I was a really solid sales guy, and I was doing trade shows about like thirty a year. I was traveling all around and and selling uh, online presence management and social media management to all these different businesses. And uh, it was mostly like restaurants for me, golf courses. You know, I had I won a. We would find our, our niche, you know, I, I had one friend who she loved scuba. And so she would be like working with all these scuba centers and things like that. So it was a cool business because all of these, um, all these businesses were coming to this realization of like, okay, I have to be online. Like I have to be doing something. And so it, you know, finding those pain points and those, those needs, uh, as far as online awareness of a business, you know, it was perfect timing for all that. Um, that company eventually got sold to GoDaddy. And uh, yeah, so they those, those CEOs, though, and founders yeah. did very well for themselves. But uh, I went to Miami. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, got a job offer down there. Uh, I had my New York experience, was ready for some beach life. So I uh, went to Miami and I started working with a, a digital marketing company down there that more focused on higher end clients, website development, and SEO. So their, their largest vertical was attorneys, which makes sense. You know, lots of competition. Your website is very important because when you're an attorney, you know, your brand is you, yep. you know, it's your name on that law firm. So um, I, I started getting a little bit more of like a full scope of what it means to be uh, a, a successful business marketing online, you know, seeing SEO, social reputation, business listings, website, you know, getting into the paid ads. So uh, I was getting this big picture, but I was basically seeing in the market that there weren't any companies that were really fulfilling that big picture. You know, you had SEO companies or you had website development companies, 
um, you know, social media management companies, uh, or we're expecting businesses in-house to somehow find the time to do you know, seven, eight, nine different aspects of managing an online presence by themselves. And, you know, on top of running their business, on top of, you know, keeping the books on top of like, how, how do you do that as a business owner? And yeah. this has now become this, yeah, this incredibly huge part of running a business is like, you know, what's your Facebook, you know? And, and if you're not posting on Facebook, you know, why, what's the point of having one? Yeah. Um, so in coming out here to, to Los Angeles a few years ago, uh, with that company that I was with in Miami, um, I opened up their their West Coast office, uh, and I was serving as the VP of client success. And so I was basically, for the most part, like eating shit all day for the bad work that they would do, <laughs> and <laughs> which was fine. I mean, I I volunteered for that job. I said, you know, we have we have some some holes in our business here. We really need to clean up. And and so, um, I, I eventually got poached and and had another marketing company say, hey, we love what you're doing. Uh, come over here and work with us. And it's from kind of a, a past relationship that I had had. Uh, I was with them for for about a year, and then said, "You know, this is bullshit. I'm tired of making money for other companies." <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's you know I, I had that entrepreneurial bug between you know seeing that that business in Buffalo and and my scooter company in New Mexico, and knew that hey, you know, I I can put together something that satisfies a lot of needs uh, for these business owners, do it in a, a much more cost efficient way with all these companies having all of these different people like having to have your website person talk to your seo person and your social person to figure out what your blog guy is writing and and being able to to pull that together you know i wanted to build a, a cohesive business that uh, was able to handle all of those different aspects and track everything from a singular hub and so that's really where hashtag smart started was like let's find a smarter way to do this uh to be more efficient to be more streamlined and and to get you know, better benefits in the end because it's more of a synergistic relationship between all these different aspects of your online presence as opposed to, you know, piecing something together and having like a Frankenstein, you know, <laughs> online uh, experience for your clients that, you know, just doesn't have continuity across the board. So that's that's our, our big claim to fame. And and I survey my clients every month and ask them like, what's your favorite part of what we do? And they're like, dude, you just, you make this organized. You make this easy. You make this, uh, instead of being this kind of vague, uh, I need to be on social media thing. Like you show me why my blog matters to my social and why that, you know, impacts my SEO and, and how this all works together. Um, and, and then we come in at a, at uh, various price points. You know, we have some clients that are like, Hey, do everything for me, build me the site, do it all. <laughs> yeah. And those, those are, are awesome. Cause you know, we're, we're able to kind of make everything work together. And then I have some clients that just say, you know what, just, just organize this for me. Like, let me use your dashboard as kind of my hub. And, you know, I want to do it. You know, I want to be the person reflecting our business online. And it, it works really well that way. Like those clients are also awesome because, you know, now they're organized and they're able to, to control all of these different messages that are going on online about them um, in, a, in an efficient and timely manner. That's not adding 20 hours to their you know, to-do list for the month. It's only adding like one or two. So yeah, um, no, I, th I think that that's the biggest part of like my entrepreneurial journey is like pulling all these different pieces from these different experiences that I've had, kind of bringing it all together and then finding a way to provide value uh, at the end. Yeah. Golf, 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 and then digital marketing. No, so uh, you're you're the guy. You're the reason that people say networking on the golf course is is where it's at. <laughs> yeah, you know, what? I I've uh, I've always just been like a, a decent golfer. Like I wish I was better. I wish I got to play more. But uh, end of the day, like I love I love to play. So how yeah. can I build a career that also allows me to, you know, get out on a course all the time? Because there's there's nothing better than being on a golf course. You're out in nature. It's beautiful. You know, you're drinking beers. You're hanging out like. Is there yeah. a bad aspect to, to engaging in I'm, some business out on the course? I'm pretty terrible at golf, but I make a, a wonderful like drunk golf carter. So, you know, I'm I'm phenomenal as the driver. I just, you know, if you see me ramping the golf cart, don't worry about it. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I enjoy golf. I've, I've definitely thought about taking lessons here in the last little bit because I'm thinking about I need some kind of a hobby in my life. And I'm like, yeah, it might be a good one to learn. I don't know. Um so yeah, I totally get it. But dude, that's so that's a cool story. And I like that you 
you, you did exactly like you said, you just kind of bounced around trying to figure out exactly what it was you wanted to be and where you wanted to go. And, and then, you know, you found it, right. So you did all, I had all the experience and then finally said, Hey, why don't I, why don't I do this on my own? I'm going to build my own thing. Um, and I, as we've talked about before, I think digital marketing is like incredibly important. I mean, the entire reason that anybody knows I exist is through content, right? So if it was, in fact, I was on a podcast yesterday i recorded a podcast and he asked okay if you kind of like the undercover billionaire he was like if you got dropped off with a car a phone and a hundred bucks like how would you figure it out and i gave kind of two answers but one of one of those and the first one was essentially i would take like 48 hours with that phone and make as many tiktok and instagram reels as humanly possible <laughs> because once you get a platform you can do anything it's crazy yeah yeah and uh to answer that question myself i would sit there i would google uh you know, personal injury attorney near me. I'd look at the one that had the shittiest reviews and, you know, I knew was losing business online and I would go knock on their door and say like, okay, let's fix this because uh, I'm always looking at the the return because that's, that's the important thing, right? Like it doesn't matter if you're posting 50 times on social media, if you're not generating revenue from that activity, then it's all worthless anyway. And so uh, when I'm always working backwards with a client, like um, there's actually a tire company I was just meeting with yesterday. And he's like, you know, we really don't have any money for social media ads or for, you know, PPC ads. And I said, okay, I totally get that. You know, how many tires does somebody usually get four tires repaired or replaced? Or is it two? And he's like, oh, it's it's almost always four. I'm like, okay, great. What's your cost on four tires? He's like, "Uh, you know, about 175 bucks uh, is what the client pays us. We operate on about a 50% margin. I'm like, okay, great. So if we do quick math, every new client that you get is about a $300 profit for you. Like that makes sense, right? Like numbers wise. And he's like, yeah. I said, and do they come once or do they come twice, three times? Like what's your loyalty like? It's like, oh, we always see them again. So I'd say at least two, maybe three times of the lifetime of a client. I'm like, great. So we could ballpark pretty accurately that uh, acquiring one new customer for you generates about $600 of profit in your pocket. And I was like, so if we look at Google PPC right now, if your, uh, if your ad is seen by a hundred people and only 10% of those people, uh, actually contact you in some way. And of those 10%, 10% people that contact you 1% or one of those 10 people becomes a client, you know, you would have to have a cost per click less than $6 per click. And that would be profitable for you. I said, right now, average for used tires in Buffalo, New York is uh, 75 cents per click, which means this could be very profitable for you long-term, but it's it's all about like working backwards and looking at that ROI and kind of building that story for them. Uh, for attorneys, it's super easy. I mean, most of my attorneys, um, and that's one of the reasons why I work with attorneys and doctors generally yeah. is because um, their price point is, is so much higher. Like, you know, signing one car accident is you know, $10,000 in their pocket. And so it's real easy to kind of work numbers backwards and build landing pages that are converting at, you know, at least 30% rate. And then, you know, I even talk to their intake people and say like, okay, you got 10 calls. How many of those people are now clients, you know, two months later and, you know, figure out those numbers for them. Uh, That's the fun part of digital for me is like showing people the possibilities. Like this guy said, we can't afford any PPC ads. And I said, yo, you give me 300 bucks in PPC ads. I can generate you uh, $1,200 in profit, like not just $1,200 in business, like $1,200 in profit based off of your, you know, average closing numbers and things like that. Um, but that, that's where it gets fun. I mean, and, and so many business owners are kind of locked into this, like, oh, I can't spend money on advertising or, you know, I'm afraid of digital because I don't know what I'm doing with it. Uh, and so you kind of just like piece it together. It makes a lot more sense for them. It's the scary part of business where you throw money into the world and you like fundamentally, you know, it's probably going to come back, but it, it's, it's, and it's nerve wracking. Yeah. So we we're at that point right now. We own a hotel and we we finally got all the rooms renovated and then it had no no website, no SEO when we bought it. So we got the website built and SEOs. Everything's live as of yesterday. Uh, and so, you know, we're basically starting from scratch, which is good because it means we can do whatever we want with it. But now we're like, OK, we're going to run ads. And one of the guys, there's three of us in the group. And one of the guys is like, "Ooh, you know, we're not really profitable right now. I don't know. Like, do, can we afford to run ads? And the other guy basically summed my thought up. And he's like, if one dollar brings in three dollars, then I'm going to throw a million dollars at this <laughs> son of a bitch until it's bringing us money. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty much where I'm at. It's like, it works. You know, it takes tweaking. It takes time. It takes knowledge. It takes 
you know, all of that, but nobody would be running ads on Google if it did not pay them more to run those ads on Google. It's like anything else. 100%. And I also, I, I kind of, uh, I like to build things backwards because if I have an end goal in place, I can, you know, build out a strategy for it. One of the big things that I run into in like my initial conversations with businesses is, and we saw this explode over COVID because so many people are making more buying decisions online. Uh, my business is actually tripled in size, about to quadruple in size in this wow. year alone. Wow. And and one of the big reasons is because uh, you know when COVID hit, everyone was home. How were they making those buying decisions? Yep. You know, there was no foot traffic. There is no, uh, oh, you know, my friend told me to check you out. You know, there were no backyard barbecues for me to say, like, who's your lawyer? I, you know, my wife got in a car accident. I don't know who to go to. Like, all of that was going on online. And so, um, so with that, one, the first thing I always come in and do is, is like, let's, let's see how you look, like, versus your competitors. If, and so many of these businesses never even considered, like, am I answering reviews on Yelp? You know, am I pushing positive people to Yelp? You know, um, I'm not always a huge fan of Yelp, but here's the thing. Like if you have an iPhone, just hold it up and say, hey, Siri, find me a grocery store in the area. Find me a, a dentist in the area. Find me a chiropractor in the area. All that data is pulled from TripAdvisor and Yelp. So a- Apple doesn't have their own review management system. So where are they going to pull like uh, some sort of quantitative numbers on like how I rank these businesses? And uh, the fact that Apple piggy- piggybacks off Yelp immediately makes Yelp this incredibly important tool, regardless of what you think about it. Yeah. You know, Google has their own system, you know, Google Maps, Google um, Home, all those things. Uh, mine's, mine's listening to me here. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, and and voice search. I mean, voice search is getting more and more popular. It's it's grown, you know, exponentially over the last, you know, two years and, and even COVID uh, exacerbated that. Yeah. So, you know, you have to make sure that you've got those those kind of pieces in place first. You know, if you look, if you're a 1.5 on Google or Yelp or anything, don't run ads. All you're doing is you're you're promoting, hey, look at us, you know, uh, and then they get there, they look at you and then they go, oh, the guy across the street yep. is twice as better as you. So thanks for your advertising dollars it's now sending me over there. So um, building out that strategy, like first, make sure you look good, you know, make sure you have great images up, you know, Google business listings, you know, you can list all your products and services right on there and then have that, those links go directly to that product page or that service page, you know, contact phone numbers everywhere uh, where it's got to be your social media. So, you know, at least look good, whether you have any followers or anybody doing anything, you know, show some activity, make sure that your, your, you know, graphics look solid um, so if there's some continuity in the page and I'm not like getting to it and looking like it's, you know, a solo operation of somebody like taking selfies in, in the mirror and, you know, that's not going to make me, help, you know, help me make that yeah. mind decision. So, uh, yes, ads are amazing and they're very important everything along those lines, but, you know, first, you know, clean yourself up, I'd say, you know, go, go, go get some professional photos done, you know, answer some reviews. I mean, it's a, it blows my mind that so many businesses just refuse to answer their reviews. Yep. You know, if, if somebody came up to you in person and was like, Hey, you were amazing. Thank you for that service. You know, uh, I had a great experience. Would you just like turn around and walk away? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, uh, I'm like now, so not only are you doing it that way, but it's basically like you're doing it on stage in front of 10,000 people because that, you know, <laughs> digitally, that's basically what you're doing. Like, you know, yeah. and even with the negative reviews, you see somebody jumps online and says, you suck. You know, you, you were a horrible experience. Would you just allow that person to say that to you and then allow 10,000 people to look at them and just watch you not respond? Like chances are, you know, chances are screw that guy. You're probably not (laughs) getting them back. Maybe you are, you know, maybe you can rectify that situation and, and you should always try as a business owner, but at least answer it, you know, acknowledge it, say, Hey, you know, we're so sorry you had that experience. You know, that's not us. You know, we want to make this right. Give us, you know, contact us at, you know, whatever phone number, shoot us an email at whatever. We want to know about your situation. We want to fix this because, you know, yeah, that person's probably gone, but the next 10,000 people that are going to read this review, you've just reformed that entire narrative around like, this is a super shitty business to, oh, this is a business that actually cares what people say about them and they value their customers or their clients. And, you know, I now have a complete different emotional response. Yep. to that review. Uh, and so business is just leaving that stuff out there and like hoping uh, that, you know, magically it doesn't impact their business. Like it, it's insane to me. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and we- and the, the real rough ones here, I'll just tell you one quick story here. This is some of these businesses that are um, maybe more like tr- a traditional business or, or have some, um, have some history in an area or they've been around a long time and they've been getting dragged through the mud on Yelp or on Google for 10, 15 years now. And they've never even claimed it, never looked at it, never like just buried their head in the sand in it. I've had so many of those businesses coming to us in the last, um, last year, the last few months specifically, because, uh, now they're like, Hey, uh, you know, come, come help us run some digital ads. And I look on Yelp and I'm like, well, you've got 200 reviews on Yelp and you're a two star. So before you do anything, like that's not going to fix itself overnight. Do you realize how many five-star reviews you need to get to offset 200 reviews with a two star? Like you need four or 500 reviews to fix that. Like, so uh, if there's anything I could tell a business now is like, pay attention to it now, because one, you don't want to put yourself in that position long-term. Two, if you're a business that's in that position, you are not going to fix that real quick. Like you, you're going to have to put some serious effort into repairing that. Uh, the, the analogy I use a lot of times is you're basically a 500 pound man who just went, well, I'm having some heart issues. Like maybe I shouldn't eat those bonbons all the, you know, all those years. <laughs> like you're going to have to go to the gym for a long, long time and change your diet and fix all these things about you. Um, so, so go into that knowing like you're probably gonna have to spend some money. You're probably gonna have to put in some work. You're gonna have to do something um, because it, it, there's zero chance that that is, what's a good way to not use a double negative here. There's zero chance that is not, not going to <laughs> impact your business, Yeah, uh, you know, in a, in a negative way. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And so, so just helping business owners kind of realize these things and, and uh, you know, quantify some some reasonable solutions that are efficient and, and, you know, timely. Uh, it's, it's what I love doing. It's really, really fun, uh, to have a business owner and talk to him, you know, two, three months after I've worked with them, they'd be like, wow, like I didn't know it could have this big an impact on my business. Yeah. You know, I, um, that, that's really where, where a lot of the, the personal, you know, satisfaction and, and, um, that I get from just doing what I do. And, and, and I enjoy it. It's fun talking to business owners all day, like pulling their passions out, you know, getting them to, to think about who they are as a business. Um, and uh, the, the last thing that I would kind of touch on with this, this point is what you do online doesn't have to be some like fake bullshitty, like <laughs> yeah. avatar of yourself, like be authentically you. Um, one of the questions I love asking people is, uh, you know, like if you could be a celebrity online, if your online persona was a celebrity, who would it be? Because that gives me like a real great image of like, okay, cool. Like this, you know, that guy's funnier. The best one I got was um, like a few weeks ago. This guy was like, I'd love to be like Paul Rudd online. I want to be kind of funny, kind of quirky, kind of, you know, I'm like, yo, I can work with that. Like I can make some memes that, you know, would be Paul Rudd approved. I can yeah. like, come up with some concepts and, and some imagery around things like that or some, some uh, uh, you know, content that, you know, can, can lead people to be engaged and like kind of give you that Paul Rudd eye even with, with like one of my doctors, um, his social media was getting a little stagnant. Cause you can always, you can only say like, I do this, you know, I have good reviews. I like, <laughs> you can only say that so many times. Yeah. And so, uh, so I like, I drag stuff out of them. That's, that's one of the most fun parts about what I do in my meetings is like, what do you like? Like not, not only what differentiates you from that other business or, you know, what, what are your value propositions, but what do you like? And, and this guy, after you know a good 20 minutes of being like, yeah, I know you like being a doctor. That's great. I know you like helping people. That's great. Like all doctors oh. do. What do you like? And he's like, well, I, I like Star Trek. I'm like, awesome. I can work with Star Trek. Yeah. He's like, I like Doctor Who. I'm like, fantastic. I was like, how about Harry Potter? Like what else can I run with? Like what, yeah. what else can I do here? And so like, I, I drag that out of him. And it, it's amazing though, because now we're, we do a Harry Potter meme and this guy gets twice as many likes and he's like, oh, Oh, I now I yeah. get it. Like now, resonate with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's my job to make you look likable, and people like Harry Potter, man. And it's okay for you to like Harry Potter, and it's okay for you to tell the world yeah, that it doesn't make like you Potter, a worse man. doctor because you yeah. like a witches, witches and magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite things about like my brand, like the whole military millionaire thing. It's gonna make me sound like a prick, but um, I love <laughs> the fact that like, because it's all service members, I can be like brutally honest and I can say like, you know, I can say things that most businesses would be like, Ooh, 
would never say that online. Like I had a, a post at one point on Instagram that was literally just like uh, something to the effect of like, you know, suck it the fuck up. And, <laughs> and it was like, nobody cares about all this other crap. Like just mm-hmm. go do it. And it got, you know, really good feedback. And I'm like, yeah, I love the fact that like I can post random stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And people are like, ah, oh, this is awesome. Whereas like, you know, if I was a dentist, I couldn't be like, oh, your tooth hurts. Well, quit being a little. <laughs> so- <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. You could. You know what? Valid if it's done the right way, right? Yeah. And if and if you yeah, if you frame it the right way, if you if you find a, a way to to take that message and be like, hey, uh don't or I would actually probably spin it the other way. I'd be like, you don't have we know you're tough, bro. We know you take MMA classes, we know you're going to the gym. It's all right, your tooth hurts, give us a call. Yeah, like you're you don't gotta be that tough. We, you know? we won't like, tell your friends. Yeah, yeah we won't tell your friends you're a little bitch, but yeah. just come on in, you know. We'll, we'll even give you the you know the uh the laughing gas too, so you don't feel the pain. Like it's okay. Like, but you could play that. I mean, run with that. People love that stuff, you know. It, I uh I like Marvel, I like Marvel movies, I like Star Wars movies. We post about that all yeah. the time, like you know, it and it's not because like I'm expecting some attorney out there to be like, oh, you know what, I like the X-Men too, like. It's because you know that's who we are. Like, be authentically yeah. you. There's there's no problem with being you. And um, it's really sad to me too. The, the some businesses are just so afraid of that. We live in this like super fear based society. Like, someone's gonna cancel me, or somebody's gonna you know leave me a negative comment. Like, do you know how many negative comments I get? Like hundreds. Yeah. And and I know the easy answer is like, don't care. But we all do care. Uh, care <laughs> I- so. I know, right? I troll uh, back sometimes. It's it's too hard not to. I'm like, oh, I'm going for it. My buddy's like, why do you let them get to you? I'm like, I don't. This just feels really good. Like mm-hmm. every now and then I just like drag it through the mud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I like asking people uh, questions that I know that they just don't have the answer to a lot of times with it. Uh, like, so, and I don't necessarily do this for my clients. I do it more for on our, on our own social yeah. media, but uh, it's, we, we live in a very rigid society right now where you're, uh, if you're not a, you're B, you know, it, where there's no nuance. There's, you know, people don't, don't kind of like have those conversations. So what, one of my big things is uh, personally is just having nuanced conversations and understanding that things are not black and white. The whole world is generally some, some layer of gray in there. And uh, you know, people when they're super, con- you know, held to those convictions or, or they want to say like, Oh, you know, even answering reviews, um, there's a lot of people that are like, well, no, I don't do it because, you know, I don't want to turn it into a pissing contest online. Like you can answer a review without doing that. You know, I don't, I don't know that I've ever had, I was going to say, nobody's ever responded. I, I respond to reviews all the time and I've never awesome. had anybody like they already got it out of their system. So yeah. 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 And that's, I mean, what is, what is the negative to responding to a review and, and pointing out your side? Um, I, I love it when business owners are, are proactive about it. There's a bar in New York City that it's it's this super shit dive bar. And that's it is what it is. It knows what it is. It's it's yeah. self-aware of what it is. And there's this woman that goes on there and she like posts this review, like the floors were sticky and the drinks were too heavy and uh da 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 da. And he's like, Do you not know where you were on Saturday? <laughs> like do you we, we had a band that uh, the name of the band was like fucked up kitties or something like that. It's like, you're, you're at a dive bar with super, like our specials are PBR. Like why, why are you, why are you concerned yourself? Like <laughs> you, you yeah. aren't getting the filet mignon here. Like you were coming for a, a wild night with your friends with a sticky floor and PBRs. Like that's like, it's that's like going to Dick's restaurant and bitching that they were mean to you. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, like, bro, you wore a dunce cap that said fat ass. What do you, what do you expect? And, and what's nice though, is now any other future person that goes to that business now has a more clear image of the experience that they're going to have. And if they want that awesome, like come to it. If you don't want that, then don't go there. Like it's, it's silly to me that, uh, so many people feel like they are entitled to their opinion being right. Everyone's entitled to an opinion. I'm, Everybody should not, you know, we, we shouldn't be trying to, to silence anybody, yeah. like have an opinion, but it doesn't necessarily mean your opinion is right. And, uh, and I love it when business owners are proactive in that way. Uh, I always think my, my grandfather was a super cool world war two vet. Like he was a tanker in world war two. And like, he, he's an awesome dude. And he was the guy that actually got me playing golf when I was younger. But, um, 
I, I still remember this one thing that he always said to me, uh, and I don't even remember why he really said it to me or, or what the situation was leading up to it, but he said, you know, you aren't what people say about you. You are your reaction to what people say about you. Yeah. And, and it's, it rings so true. And it's, it's really forgotten in today's culture. A lot of times, you know, people identify as this, that, or the other, but really like think of, you know, who you are. Uh, and then from a marketing standpoint, it's once you're comfortable with like who you are, it's so much easier to, to broadcast that online and, you know, um, and to just be authentically you and unapologetically you. And, and, you know, if you get some shit comments, you get some shit comments, like who cares, but, um, being comfortable with yourself, not only as a person, but as a business, uh, I think really is kind of what's separating a lot of these businesses out there that are like too afraid to, to get too active online. Um, and it's, it's very interesting to watch because the, yeah. the writing is on the wall. Like the businesses that are allowing themselves to be comfortable and allowing themselves to, to stretch outside that box a little bit are seeing more success and seeing more business come from, from utilizing these different online sources. Absolutely. All right. So uh, I think we, we kind of already touched on it, but we didn't use the buzzword. So uh, you want to talk to me a little bit about the, the zero moment of truth? Yeah. Yeah. So Zmot is... Um, it's a concept that's been out for a while now, but Google coined it uh, right about like 10, 10, 12 years ago now. But the traditional marketing model, which um, like I'm classically educated in, in marketing, that's what my degrees are in all that stuff. So, but you know, a lot of that stuff is also yeah straight out the window at this point. <laughs> so, um, but the classic marketing uh, model was always like a three-step process. There's like awareness, you know, I see your commercial. I uh, now know of you as a business. I like using like laundry detergent or, or you know, breakfast cereal. Those are like great examples. Like I, I see a commercial. Now the second moment of truth is really, um, you know, I'm at the store, I'm looking at the counters, I'm seeing, you know, these different boxes of cereal. And I remember that ad, I grabbed that one. Great. Like I've made that buying decision. And then the, the third moment is, uh, my experience, like, oh, it worked awesome. It didn't work awesome. These Cocoa Puffs suck, you know, whatever it is. Like yeah. you, you now have, have an opinion of the product or service and uh, that's going to impact whether you are a repeat business or if you're going to refer them out. And that's generally how businesses have always looked at marketing. And now with the introduction of technology, the easy access of information, you know, we all have computers right in our pockets now and uh, our ability to see other people's input on a business is it's literally at your fingertips. And so this zero moment of truth is now not only awareness of a business because awareness kind of comes in two ways now, you know, it could be advertising. So whether it's like a flyer, traditional advertising, or it could be through generic search. So I could, you know, I Google something and I become aware of something, become aware of business. Uh, and then obviously ads like the traditional, the, the digital version of that traditional ad would be like your Instagram ads or, you know, social media ads, display ads, things like that. So now we still have this like awareness step, but before now I go and I make that decision, like I'm, I'm going to buy this laundry detergent. I'm probably going to, you know, go to Amazon and read 15 reviews about it. And there's, if you're anything like me, I always like to read the negative ones first. So I can be like, okay, well, who's shitting all over this and why, and is that going to impact my buying decision? Then I'll read a few of the positive ones and then, to, you know, make a decision whether those are, are valid or fake or, you know, what, you know, where I kind of, um, gauge that that input and that happens for all businesses if, if you're an attorney say out there and you're running ppc ads and you're a 1.5 or, or like a two on yelp or google like you are literally flushing money down the drain because i'm going to see your ad i'm going to click on it if it's not taking me to like a really nice landing page that has only your five-star reviews on it and <laughs> you know cross your fingers that i didn't you know back out and and look at your your reviews anywhere because uh chances are I'm going to see your business, see your ad. I'm going to Google you. I'm going to see a map pop up. And on that map, it says two stars. And right down the street from you, there's another guy and click on his and it says three and a half stars. And I'll be like, okay, well, I'm going to go to this guy because you know, obviously this guy's got a better reputation. Um, and especially if I actually read through some of the negative reviews and I don't see anybody responding to them and I don't see like any uh, any engagement from the business, like generally at that point, I'm going to assume as a business, you don't give a shit about your clients or, you know, I'm not going to have a good experience with you. And so the zero moment of truth is really controlling that, uh, that emotional response, that impression people have of the business from that research step. Now that we have this easy access to information. So, uh, that's really what my specialty is in, um, is making businesses look great online and then transitioning that into, you know, how to, how to generate more awareness 
uh, for that business. Because if you don't look good, then generating awareness is not necessarily a good thing because you might be paying ads you know, directly to send them to your competitor. And that kind of piggybacks right with our, our dashboard that we developed and we released uh, about two years ago now. And we've also just released a, a multi-location version of it, which, which has been really awesome, um, especially for some of my like, retail shops. They need to track, you know, reviews by location, you know, this, this store up here is, you know, four and a half star, this store is a three and a half star. Why? Like, what are the reviews telling us? You know, we built some word cloud so I could see, you know, maybe uh, Joe over here in the, in the footwear department has gotten five negative reviews and that's dragging everything down for the entire store. You should probably go have that conversation with Joe. Um, <laughs> so, so we, we built this dashboard that truly like pulls your entire online presence into a single hub. So you can manage your social media in, in a similar way to like how Buffer or Hootsuite works where you have a calendar, you could schedule it out. We did some cool partnerships with Pixabay for images, with Tenor for GIFs. Uh, we also built in an RSS feed um, input tool. So say, uh, say your law firm, uh, you could track any news story that comes out about whatever, like maybe your, your family law, uh, maybe there's a big family law case or something in a different state or somewhere in your state, you can just click on it, make a comment on that. And then, you know, you didn't have to come up with some cool content for that day. You're just kind of commenting on a, on a story. And so we kind of built in these RSS feeds with it. Um, and then it also tracks all of your business listings because you'd be surprised how many businesses have like wrong phone numbers, wrong hours, wrong keywords, wrong websites. I mean, it's, it's insane to me. Uh, how how incorrect a lot of the information is for businesses out there. We, you'll appreciate this then. we So we have uh, the small town, right? Like 3,200 people. So we own the only hotel in town. It's 40 units. And then there's two motels, right? And one, one is a full motel with like eight, 10, I don't know, 12 units. And the other is <clears throat> we bought it as an apartment and the city was like, hey, you got to, this was zoned as a motel. You got to turn it back into a motel. We're like, okay, cool. So we take it over. And <laughs> the you know how finicky it is to get the stupid Google verification postcard. Yeah. Uh, so it kept going to like tenants or, or, or whatever. <laughs> like I could not get it in the hands of my actual management and I couldn't, you can't change the address or anything. So for like three months, we're running this hotel until we finally got it in front of the, like the right person and got into like cracked the safe for like three months. We're running the stupid hotel and, and our motel and Google, when you click on Oak Inn in Buffalo, Missouri, Google says permanently closed. And I'm like, I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, finally we got into it. Now we got it up to, you know, three and a half, four stars and 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 climbing and whatever. And it has hours and phone numbers. But like for a solid three months, we're like, we got a new sign up and we're trying to get people into here. But like I I can only imagine foot foot traffic for hotel motels no, probably the, isn't that good. Uh, no, this wasn't even on the strip. It, it, was, it was like we got no one, nobody visited. So yeah, um, but it's, um, it's fixed now. But yeah, yeah, and that that stuff is a pain. And uh, I mean, I deal with Google business listings. That's literally day one stuff for us. Is like get these things claimed, get them you know great images up. Let's let's make you look because if if there was like one piece of advice, like if a business owner had. 15 minutes and they're like, I have to do the most impactful thing for my business in 15 minutes. It would be uh, claim your Google and Yelp page and clean them up. Be sure the business information is correct. And you got a few images. If you could do that, like one thing, uh, you're at least not shooting yourself in the foot. You know, you and might not be proactive. Pictures. Yes. Good pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Pay for a photographer. Yeah, um, absolutely. Although, I mean, I will say this, I have a, like a Samsung S 21 plus or something along those lines. Uh, profile uh like so taking pictures like of attorney like if i need something real quick for a website works pretty awesome like you can do some pretty awesome stuff uh so you'd be surprised at kind of what you can get away with with phones now yeah um it's just weird when you get into like if you're doing like real estate because you need like a wide angle lens if you want to actually make everything look decent right and the right lighting and like we took over this hotel and the pictures that were on it were like well for one i had to go into google and there were like 15 photos that i went into google and was like please take this off my it's like some dude cooking a steak on a frying pan in the hotel and i'm like that it was like photo number two and i'm oh, like of course like please please get rid of that like it doesn't it it doesn't even show the the kitchen. It just shows the frying pan. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like there were like three of them. It was like the same guy, three pictures of his steak. And it wasn't even a like not even a steak worthy worthy of photos. You know, oh, uh, that's the worst. 
it's it, it so, yeah it's pretty mind-blowing the businesses are just like oh you know whatever's out there is fine like yeah are you sure like that's that is the first impression people are having of your business is literally like whatever image bob that visited you five years ago decided to throw up there i i think that they're like the people that like google and yelp probably have a fun time like deciding what that cover image is because if oh, a yeah. business doesn't come in there and, and say hey this is the cover image this is the, that image like put them in this order. Um, I mean, you know, they got to have a little fun with it or something like that. Oh. And like, let's find, let's find the most ridiculous stuff picture of the bathroom. There. It's like, check out the hotel and the home photos, the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's oh. usually like, like somebody getting ready to go out. It's like a selfie picture. And that's like on your business page is like, <laughs> yeah. Or, or in this case, it's a hotel, you know, two generations ago before it was updated. And you're like, mm-hmm. A hotel doesn't look like that anymore, which honestly is good for us, but uh, but it it shows that it does. So yeah, and it's it's really really crazy um, that 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 is truly like we're, we are digital creatures now. All these decisions we make are are online, and uh, I mean I can't tell you the number of times I've walked into say like a law firm and been like, wow, this place is super cool. It's like they've got this industrial feel and there's like cool artwork and this like I'm like you know did you guys have like a designer? Like, Oh yeah, we had like a professional designer come in and they did this entire interior. So I feel like a cool office. I'm like, there's not a single picture of this place online. You guys have the coolest law firm office I have ever seen. And there's not a single picture online. Um, That's the fun part about the internet is like, you can do all this cool stuff now and kind of broadcast stuff out there. But I guess I'll give you my con- my contact information here because <laughs> I was, was going to say my the one the one question I was going to ask was if you had like what would be the most impactful thing and you just answered it with the Google My Business page and Yelp pages so uh, I think that's huge what a obviously your contact info but then do you have any resources that you would recommend uh, either on your side or books that you would recommend for anyone who's looking to uh, improve that zero moment of truth and or online presence in general that's a great question um, Google released a book about Zmod. It's about 10 years ago. Uh, it's still very applicable today. And it's totally free to download. You just hop online and type Google Zmot. And the, the very first thing that comes up is a lot of the resources that they have on it. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm a little partial. My website has tons of blogs and tons of uh, tons of cool stuff. I talk about Zmot a lot. Um, I do a lot of podcasts. So if you like uh, more of that audio content and kind of concepts to go through and, and you can deal with listening to me swear and... <laughs> and talk about funny stories. Um, I, I do do a lot of podcasts. Uh, and then one of one of the best things that I think businesses can do, and uh, it might be because I'm more of kind of like a hands-on learner and doing things, is take the top 10 ideas that you have of what you would want someone to Google that would be a perfect candidate for your business. And just look at the other businesses. You know, mm-hmm. look, look at the ones that are on top in, in SEO and especially on top in the maps. Uh, it's 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 not like a, a secret on how to get up there. Like you have to have good content. You have to have a, a nice functioning website. It has to be mobile friendly. You know, you have to get lots of reviews and answer reviews and put lots of pictures up. It's it's a matter of doing the work. But if you if you actually go in there and you say like, okay, why is this guy, you know, on top on Google? Why is why is he on? You know, like what are they doing that I'm not doing? You know, it's not there's not some magic bullet. It's literally like you got to put in some work and you got to do it. So that that probably would be the biggest resource I would say above anything is just be aware, like be, be a little, a little cognizant of, of, you know, what your competitors are doing and what you're doing and and those differences. Uh, Pay attention. I like this. And I'm going to throw out one quick blurb. And then obviously I want to, I want you to, you know, plug your website again and, and your contact info. Um, if you made it all the way through this and you're thinking like, wow, this is great, but I'm a real estate investor. I don't know how this applies. Well, I'll tell you that I, for my home buying, uh, LLC, I 100% have a Google My Business with reviews and a website and page and every, everything that you can think of because you will not rank on Google comparatively if you don't have like, you know, so as a real estate agent, investor, lender, whatever, uh, this is still king. So just want to make sure you guys all know it's applicable. No, yeah. And, and I'll, I'll speak to that actually real quick too, because I've worked with some realtors in the past and some of like the independent ones and, or, you know, they're associated with, you know, a cold war banker or, or, you know, uh, some of the bigger uh, companies out there. You're having a personal website for it is great. Like it's, it's a nice business card. Uh, you could, you know, list some of the properties that you're representing or, or some of the properties that you're working on. 
if you're thinking about like SEO, but very, very difficult. I mean, Zillow, uh, you know, the, these, the color banker sites, the realtor yeah. 21 or century 21 sites at realtor.com, like you're never going to rank above them. So, uh, thinking from like an SEO content side, uh, you're not going to be in that conversation where I would really put most of your focus on is being relatable and being engaging on social media, because that's really the only, the only place where you're on the same level as all those other businesses. Like they can't outpost you. They can't yeah. out, out FaceTime you. They can't like, that's where you can separate yourself. Um, in the realty business, I I've literally turned down SEO for realtors before being like, it is pointless. You can pay me two grand a month. I will never get you to page one. Like, I'm sorry. Like just as yeah. what it is. And, and I, you know, I'd, I'd want to be very frank about it. So, but you can get lots of good reviews and you can be super active on social and you know, those, a lot of business people are are comfortable with that, but if you're going into the realtor realty world, um, you better get comfortable with it because there's, there's very, very little as far as, um, outside areas, you're not going to outspend them in paid ads and you're, you're not going to outrank them in SEO. Yeah. So focus on the personal brand. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest thing that I would push on that end. Um, as far as getting in touch with me, um, ZMOT expert, uh, it, that will take you right to kind of our, the ZMOT section of our website. Um, there's a form on there. You can, you can fill it out. Uh, we have a, our dashboard. We have a free two week trial that you're more than welcome to try it out. And, uh, we, we put it at a price point where it's very reasonable for small businesses. That was one of my big things, uh, as I was building, this was like, how do I keep something that's, you know, very cost efficient. So we offer our dashboard for only 150 bucks a month. So for a business to be able to manage their entire online presence from a single yeah, hub, awesome. um, it's it's a really, really good value. And we have a lot of clients that, that just do that. They they just use our dashboard. And then we have some clients that we you know, do everything for. So uh, there's also a spot on there to uh, send me your information or book time to, to speak with me. If you want me to kind of dig into your business, uh, have my sales team go in there. Uh, we provide these snapshot reports, which is cool because it kind of grades you in your industry versus the other businesses out there. It's a great starting point for saying like, oh, okay, cool. So like my business listings aren't horrible, but my reviews suck. Like you at least kind of can, uh, can get some actionable insights. And so there's an opportunity to sign up just to get a free snapshot report. Um, and then uh, you can always follow us on social. We're, we're pretty active on our social. Uh, it is hashtag smart marketing on Instagram. If you just search hashtag smart marketing, we'll, we'll come up for just about everywhere. And uh, in most cases, you actually have to write out hashtag because, uh, you know, like our Instagram handle, we can't use the pound symbol or anything like that. So it is hashtag is the word. That's funny. Yeah. And, uh, and our traditional website is hashtag dash smart.com. Easy. Cool. By the way, hey, Paul, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. This has been fun. Uh, I enjoy talking about this stuff. I'm not an expert by any means, but I enjoy dabbling and, and learning. So uh, this has been good. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. It was a great time. I really appreciate you having me on and, uh, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you for listening to another episode about my journey from military to millionaire. If you liked it, be sure to visit from military to slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts. While you're there, we'd love for you to rate the show. Give us a review on iTunes. Now get out there and take action.